Welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get out of that lockdown rut, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get more energy from feeling lazy all the time, then this podcast is for you. If you just simply want to level up in your life, then this is for you. My name is Patrick Hong, and I'm the host of Think Inspire, a podcast that helps people who want to create momentum in their fitness journey and keep the body of their dreams. Welcome to Think Inspire. What up, guys? Wednesday morning is here. Uh, today is is going to be very interesting. I'm going to talk about the day I got arrested today. And um, it's something that I want to share because I got a lot of lessons from that. Uh, not to mention the fact that I got arrested on my freaking birthday. Like, that's that's a story in itself. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. All right. What up, guys? What's happening? So right now, people in New South Wales are emerging from lockdown. So all my New South Wales students are like, Hey man, can I get a new program? I got gym access. Can you write up a program for me? Cause like, I love your home workouts and everything, but now I'm in the gym. I want to do a full blown workout, which I, which I get it. And some of my students who are lucky enough to have a gym at home and they have a, like a setup in their garage. Uh, like I'm, I'm just doing their check-ins and some of you guys are getting really strong, which is awesome. Now, when you're training at home, you can get very comfortable because home is home. Yeah. Like it's a place where you should rest. It's not a place where you go and seek and destroy. So it's hard to get motivated in, and into the right mindset unless you're one of those two like crazy individuals that can like just just lock in. Just, it's like a switch. Um, you can just lock in into your workout and get a great workout. But uh, like the fundamentals of weight training should always stay the same. If you're lifting weights, the aim and always should be is your technique. So there's three parts to lifting weights. Number one is technique. Number two is load. So load equals how heavy the weight. And number three is intensity. So let me repeat that again. If you're lifting weights, number one is technique and form. Number two is load and weight. And number three is intensity. And if you're not adhering to these principles consistently, your results, they plateau and they stagnate. So I was going through some check-ins last night and I'm like, all right, girl. So right now you've been lifting the same weight every week for the last two weeks, things need to be a change. Uh, we're going to double the weight here. So I would just say to them, like you're doubling the weight, like you'd be on the same number and you create a new stimulus and that's how you change. Same thing with cardio. Like if you're doing 20 squats every 30 seconds or next week you should aim for 25. Uh, so like last night, what up Tammy? What up Bill? Yeah. Home is a place. Yeah. Home is a place where you relax and chill. So you got to set up certain environments in your house. So I, if I have a study room, like I want to make sure that study room is full of productivity, good sounds, good lighting. If I want to work hard, I want to be in a room full of like motivational quotes. If I want to have a resting place, I want to make sure my bed is full of Zen candles and all stuff like that. Uh, do you guys feel the same way? So last up, we had the hit sessions. Uh, Jose, our commando, he does level one, level two hit in our academy. And we had birthday burpees. So if you're lucky enough to be in the academy and your birthday falls on the day we have workouts, well, best believe that we are going to do some birthday burpees. <laughs> All right. So good luck if you're 50. <laughs> All right. So oh, today, touchy subject, but I'm more than happy to share some wisdom with you guys. So I got arrested on my 17th birthday. Uh, I, I remember like it was yesterday. It was just a normal Friday evening. I was with my friends and we've been like getting to some not good habits for 
I would say a good two months. I got into some not so good habits. Don't know how I got there. I was just there. And when you when you do this stuff, you think it's harmless. It's like I'm not hurting anyone. Like I was saying this to myself. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not like doing some real bad damage. I'm not like yeah, I'm not hurting anyone. So if anything, I like when you when you start something that let's say it's cheating or let's say it's not right or morally right, you will find reasons to justify why you do it. And I found reasons. I'm like, well, like this person's benefiting from it, so it must be good. So whatever. Until I got handcuffed in Burke Street, that's when I flipped the script and I decided to not do that ever again. So what happened? So I got arrested for uh, uh, shoplifting on my 17th birthday. So me and my friends were shoplifting for a few weeks. Um, we turned it for a few months. We got into, like, we started getting away with a lot of stuff. At first, it started off with like, a toothbrush. We got shoplifted a fucking toothbrush. Because <laughs> my friends were doing it, and I'm like, I want to do it too. It, it was, firstly, it wasn't to do anything, but like just to be a part of the cool crew. So I'm like, oh, they, they're doing some cool stuff. Like, they would go to playtime and find, like, my friends are crazy. So in playtime at High Point, we would like go to certain games, and like, there's like cheat codes for each game. So, you know, those games uh, where you have to throw the ball into the hole and you get tickets so my friend bought like a um like an arm stick like an arm stick. he bought those things attached the ball to the arm stick and he would put the ball into the thousand points and he'd like walk out with like five thousand tickets in one setting and um and then he would like have enough money to buy like a playstation and i'm like i, I remember going to playtime and how long it would take for someone to get a playstation and he got it in one day I was dumbfounded and very competitive. I've always been pretty competitive, yeah? So I was in that environment. I'm like, look, if he can do it, I can do it. And then that that same thought pattern got me into some trouble. So shoplifting for a few weeks um, before my 17th birthday, we were very like um, calculated in how we do it. We would do it and then we'd go to school and then we'd start selling these clothes. So I'd get, I'd get like a pair of industry jeans and I'd go to school and I would sell these jeans for like... $20 off $30 off the price. This is where I started my, my business journey. And it was wrong. It was totally wrong. And I'll tell you why I changed it all. Um, it wasn't the fact that I got arrested that made me change. It was the fact that I saw my mom's face when she found out I, I got arrested. And I'll tell you that in a second. So I'd go to school and like I would like all my friends would be like, oh my God, Pat, what'd you get to me for me this week? And I would start selling jeans and I'm I've got like a fucking part-time job at lunchtime. It's like crazy. I'm like, Pat, what'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get me? And then soon enough, everyone's asking what I could get them. Oh, can you give it to me for 80 bucks? And I'm like, I'm selling these jeans at school. I'm like, I've never made money before. I'm like, this is cool. But I made money the wrong way, which is not good. Good. <laughs> um, and it got to a point where we got very cocky. And it was this, it was on a Friday, April 18th. April 18th, 2007. Yeah, I was 17 years old. Yeah, 2007, April 18 at 3.45 p.m., okay? So I was in Basement Maya, and um, I remember, like, we were in the change rooms, and uh, we are doing a thing, and I put, like, a pair of jeans in my bag, and I had another pair of jeans under my pants. And I walked out thinking it was, like, another Friday afternoon. I'm about to play indoor soccer tonight. It's going to be a great, great game. And then I was at Burke Street. And then I had a security guard on both sides and one person grabbed my right hand and one person grabbed my left hand. And in that moment, I realized I fucked up. Okay, so I'm arrested, right? So one person right hand, one person like I look at both people and I've got like country road, like back in the day, country road bags were the bomb. 
and I had a country road bag. And in that bag was a pair of jeans, but all my books, my license, my wallet, my phone, everything was in my bag. And I'm like, I could easily run. And these guys are pretty big. And I know I could outrun these guys. But my they're going to get me anyway because my bag's in there, my ID's in there. So if I run off now, I'm pretty sure the cops going to be knocking at my door. And the last thing I want is cops knocking at my door when like my parents are home. Like that would be the worst. And I had that thought. I'm like, there's no point in running. They're going to get me anyway. So I forfeited. I'm like, I know what this is about. So they grabbed me pretty hard and they took me to... They have like a jail cell in the shopping center of Myers. They have a cell that they have a cell that they walk me down and they put me in a cell. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, how is this happening right now? Heart right? went from a good 50 beats per minute to like a good 140. As soon as they grabbed my arm, because I had no idea what was going to happen. I watched too many movies. I watched like Ocean 13. I watched <laughs> Ocean 12. Uh, they're going to beat me up. Uh, they're going to beat me up to a pulp, leave me on the street and tell me never to do this again. I had no idea what's gonna happen. My mind started racing. So I'm in the room, in the cell. Who's calling me at this time? In this cell, um, there's writing on the wall. There's like literally writing on the wall and I'm looking at the wall and like it says, F the police, police sucks. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like a criminal. At that second, I felt like a criminal. I'm like, I had a light bulb moment. Um, I had a light bulb, my friend was with me as well. He got arrested too, he was in another room. As I was by myself, I had a light bulb moment and that moment was the day I realized, oh, I feel terrible. I feel so bad. I'm actually a good kid. Like, because I felt so bad and felt so scared. I realized, oh, I'm not about this life. Like, this is not for me. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services. We help 20 to 30 year olds get the body of their dreams without consuming so much of their time. If you want to see more, check out some of our results on Instagram, thedreamteam.fitness. Because like in those moments, it could define you and say, oh, fuck it. Like I have a chip on my shoulder, fuck them, they don't know me, whatever. I hate the cops. Like I could have had that, but I didn't. I was more like, what is my mum going to think of me? I was a 17-year-old little kid, yeah? So super scared, super worried. And um, they left me in that cell for an hour. And as a 17-year-old kid who doesn't really like, I never like got into much trouble apart from like wagging school every now and then and not doing my work, but I never got into like drugs. I never got into like a, the bad crowd at school. Like I was a pretty normal kid, um, shy, normal, nothing too crazy. So when that happened to me, I was like, whoa, like what the hell? Like, this is not great. One hour in that cell, I was just overthinking everything. So the cop came, comes to me and says, hey, you lost audio? Wait, hold up. Can you guys hear me now? Uh, let me know if you got, you can hear me. My Instagram audience said they can't hear me. So I just turned off my headphones. Um, yeah. So the, Tammy, let me know if you can hear me now. So uh, back to my point. So the security guard comes to me and you know what his words were? No, not the security. The cops came down. The cops came down. The security guard and the cops are different. The cops came to me and they said, um, hey, happy birthday. Like that was their fucking words. Like the nerve, right? They said, happy birthday. And they smile in my head. I'm like, oh, these fuckers. But I was too scared to arch back. I was, I was too scared to like um, talk back. So I'm like, okay. So they took me and my friend. And I looked at my friend. My friend had this mean mug face. So I'm like, man, I feel like we're in Bad Boys movie. <laughs> like you're the bad guy. <laughs> you're definitely the bad guy. So he walked us out. Um, the, secu- the cops walked us out to Burke Street. They pushed us across. Um, they pushed us against the, uh, the car, like the boot of the car. And they pinned us down and they handcuffed us in the middle of Berkshire at like five o'clock in the afternoon, peak hour traffic. 
<laughs> like peak hour traffic, Burke Street and Myers in Melbourne City. The most like this is when 2007, the city was pumping on a Friday afternoon. Like they handcuffed me. They put like handcuffs on me, and they put handcuffs on my friend, and they throw us in the car. And I looked at my friend, and he's like shaking his head, and he's like, "These fucking guys." And in my head, I'm like, "How can you say that?" <laughs> I'm like, "Man, right now, like my mom's gonna fuck me up." And um, they uh, took us to Flinders Station, so we went to Flinders uh, Flinders Lane. Yeah, Flinders Lane. They threw us in another cell. They threw us like in two cells in a period of two hours. Another cell. I'm like. Cool, and I'm in the cell, and I'm looking around, looking around, looking around. I'm like, fuck, there's more fuck the police signs everywhere. Graffiti's on the wall. I'm like, oh man, what's gonna happen tonight? Am I staying here overnight? What's going on? And then, um, so I got uh, interrogated. Jesus Christ, being interrogated at 17. Being interrogated at 17 was quite the journey. Um, I'm like, goddamn, what's gonna happen? So the cop sat me down. He looked at me. He like sat me down and looked at me and one guy was standing one guy was the guy that was sitting looked at me and he smirked and he's like you think you're some sort of tough guy huh i'm like no sir i'm definitely not some tough guy right now i'm not smiling i'm actually scared i'm like no i'm not and he said well why what, what what are you doing i'm like look i just got into some bad habits i'm really sorry um but yeah well, i don't know what you want me to say he's like well tell us what else you got i shit myself so i'm like man so i started just spitting things like i just spitting things out I didn't watch a lot of CSI and I wish I watched, I wish I watched a lot of CSI growing up, but I hated the show and I never watched it. But I was like, yeah, last week I took this pair of jeans. Um, I got pants underneath these pants. I know you got the one in the bag. I just started blurting everything out of what I did in the last few weeks. And he's like noting things down. He's like, yeah, I'm like, Pat, control your breathing. Like I actually didn't say that. I wish I said control my breathing. Cause I just started panicking and just started, as you panic, you start spitting fucking everything out. You start telling the truth when you start I'm panicking, I'm panicking, I'm telling this guy everything, and he's like, got it, got it. And at the end, he's like, This look, I can tell, man, like you're, you're a good kid. Um, your friend, you gotta stop hanging out with him, he's not gonna be good for you. This guy turned out to be my like my best friend, and like he turned out to be my housemate, you know. I, I've known that guy longer than I've known anyone in my entire life, like even my family. Yeah, it's like I knew him from primary school all the way up to like high school, and I ended up living with him. And the cops like stop hanging out with him. He's he's not going to be good for you. Um, he's a bad kid. You're a good kid. I can see it. I'm like, um, okay, cool. What do we do from here? <laughs> and he's like, look, what's your what's your mum's number? Um, we're gonna call her. I'm like, all right. Can you call my brother? He's like, no, nah, we'll, we'll call your mum. I'm like, oh. So my mum comes down and she looks at me like this is the turning point. Just when I didn't. I, I, this is the turning point where I felt like I couldn't feel as bad as I already did, but it, I felt worse. Have you ever felt so guilty before that you have trouble looking at someone in the eye? You felt so guilty because you know you're wrong and you literally have like, you can't look at the person in the eye. It's just impossible. you like, you fucked up and there's nothing else you can say about it. So look at me. She's like got this most disappointed face. Like, how the fuck did I raise you type of look? Like, you little shit. Like, who are She gave me a who are you look. My mum is a type of lady who would just grill me if I did something wrong. Like, she'll just go straight in there. Like, Pat, don't do that. That's stupid. You're an idiot. And she would grill me for seconds upon minutes. And then and then you get tired of it. it just, you chew down. You're like, whatever. She didn't say a word. She didn't say a word. And... I'm like, can you say something? Because I don't know what you're thinking right now. I don't know what you're thinking right now. Anyway, she looks at me and she just shakes her head. 
And the cop looks at me and he's like, oh, fuck, he learned his lesson. So let's take him into another room. So they took me out of the jail cell. They took me into another room. They sat me down and they turned on a recorder and they said, um, on this recording, this is, you're going to tell us exactly what you did today. I just blurted everything out. I said everything. So the good thing is like, one, being 17, they get your fingerprints, but then you can do a course so you don't have a criminal record, right? Because I'm a junior. So they said, um, we're going to give you a ropes course. And in that ropes course, you're going to learn about develop, uh, team development. You're going to learn about communication. You're going to learn about morals. I'm like, all right, let's do it. That's a whole nother story. But the, the course is basically an adventure course. Like you, It's like a playground. Like I learned nothing. <laughs> I don't know what government decided to have this freaking course or if it's still around. I learned nothing. But apart from how to like, uh, like tread on a rope, that's it. Or like climb a tree. Like I didn't learn shit. I didn't learn anything. I don't know. My, my, my course is not there anymore because I did that course. Anyway, on the drive home, the drive home from the jail cell to my, my, my home was the longest drive home I've ever had in my entire freaking life. My mom's driving. I look at her face. She, I think she has a tear in her eye. Um, she's so upset. She can't even talk. I had the nerve to say this to her. <laughs> I had the nerve to say, I'm like, well, it's going to take her a while for like her to forgive me and realize that she has a good boy, a good kid. Um, so I'm just going to say something that's, I was being selfish. And, and I said this, I said this to her, mom, I know you're upset at me. And I just want you to know that this won't ever happen again. And you're not going to believe me. I know you're not. Um, but just know that like, I'm not a bad kid. And I'm sorry, but I feel terrible. The only thing I ask from you. And I know that me asking for something right now is probably not what you want to expect or not what you want to hear. But I beg you, like, there's there's like a birth like it's my it's my grandma's birthday in a few weeks time and the last thing i could take right now is going to that party and having my whole aunties and uncles and my cousins look at me like i'm some sort of criminal i can't do that i can't do that being an asian family they all judge you based on your credentials and your records and your title and if i rock up to this family gathering knowing that they know that I got arrested, they're all going to look at me differently. They'll talk to me differently and I'll fucking develop anxiety. And I do not want that. All I ask for you is this. Can you just please not tell anyone? Please not tell anyone. Just don't tell anyone. Just You can ground me forever. You can take away my pocket money. You can like, I won't leave the house. I'll Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. I'll do the freaking tutoring lessons that you want me to do. Whatever. Just don't tell anyone about this. She's like, why do I have to listen to you? And I'm like, good fucking point, mom. You don't have to listen to me. But that's what I ask. And I can't control what you're going to do, but that's all I ask for. Anyway, that's the, the, the lessons I learned. Okay, what did I learn from the whole experience? Number one, you have to really monitor who you spend your time with. I didn't develop the habit of stealing. Like I did develop the habit of stealing, but I developed the habit of being around the environment that conduced, that, that conduced like... Um, shoplifting so i was around shoplifters all the time and i've never shoplifted in my life and i saw the joy they got from like getting something that wasn't theirs it was for free and to my mind i'm like we're not stealing from anyone i'm not going to someone's house and like taking their food or their money i'm like just uh, stealing from big corporations like maya like i just thought oh if i if i took a t-shirt um they got billions of dollars it's not gonna hurt anyone like i was a really naive kid so number the first lesson is like monitor who you spend time with because I don't care how good of a heart you have or what principles you have, like they, they, they affect 
the actions. <laughs> Number two, the lesson, second learned, you can only get away with doing the wrong things um, until it catches up with you. So I feel like the truth is always the truth. And if you're doing something that's wrong, whether you're cheating on someone or whether you're like cheating on yourself, whether you're lying to you, whether you're lying to others or whether you're just doing bad shit, you, you got to sleep with that. And you might get away with things temporarily, but it catches up. It either catches up with you and smacks you in the face so hard like it did with me when I got arrested and they handcuffed me, embarrassed me in front of the whole city and my mum. I'll do that. That'll happen. Or it could just eat away at your character. And I feel like it. I feel like this leads into my third lesson. I don't regret any of it because I believe that that happening made me not get into like worse habits going on. I've never been arrested since. Stop calling me. I've never been arrested and I'm pretty uh, happy with that because I learned I was so scared of getting caught at such a young age. I never want to experience that again. Okay. And if I didn't get caught, who knows? Like, let's say I didn't get caught and got arrested on my birthday, like the cop saying happy birthday. If I didn't get caught, I don't know where I would be now. Like maybe I wouldn't be a fitness coach. Maybe I wouldn't be able to transform people life through happiness. Maybe I wouldn't have helped Richard lose 50 kilograms. Maybe I wouldn't have helped Tara lose 24 kilograms. Maybe I wouldn't have helped Jose become the head coach of the academy. I don't know. Maybe I'd be a drug dealer. I would have no idea where I'd end up if I wasn't like caught. So don't really think I'm very happy I can share a lesson like that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, Thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope you get something out of that. Um, and my message, like always, is to inspire one person every day. That's why I do a podcast from Monday to Friday. Um, if you can get any lesson, you can implement it into your own life. I know you'll get something from that. So, yeah, monitor who you spend your time with. You can only get away with things for, such a, for a certain amount of time before it smacks you in the face and live with no regrets. All right, so that's it for me. I'm going to go train my ass off now. Um, my coach bumped my carbs up to like, what, 350 grams today, so I need to go burn that off. All right, guys, I am out. I might go back to my regular programming of motivating you guys all after sharing today's freaking got arrested lesson and yesterday's lesson of living life of freedom. It's enough about me. Let's go back to our regular programming of fitness tomorrow. All right, I'm out, guys. Have the best day ever. Speak soon. Peace. Busy people, listen up. This is the number one podcast for getting momentum in your fitness journey and keeping the body of your dreams. If you're getting value from this podcast and you want to learn how to create the health and physique of your dreams so you can feel confident in your everyday life, what I want you to do is go to my Instagram, Patrick Hong Fit, and DM me with the words energy. Our mission is to make busy people get the body of their dreams without spending countless hours in the gym or the kitchen. We want to give you the tools and strategies that some of our best clients are using in 2021. So go to my Instagram at Patrick Hong Fit and DM me the word energy.